Welcome to Season 2 of Visiting's Radio Show, where we talk to artists who are engaged with the public outside the traditional exhibition space. I'm Alan Nakagawa. Salome Sega is an artist whose multifaceted talents build creative bridging between social practice and technology. Currently, she's residing at the Ford Foundation. Salome is paving the way for the future while uplifting a cross-section of diverse communities. She is also co-founder of Power Plant. You can learn more about her work at www.salome.zone. That's S-A-L-O-M-E dot Z-O-N-E. We spoke to Salome in New York over the phone. While the quality of the audio is not great, we hope you will overlook that and enjoy learning about her work. Hi, I'm Salome Asega. Uh, I'm a visual artist that works with technology. Um, yes, I'm a, um, I'm a technology fellow um, at the Ford Foundation in the Creativity and Free Expression program area. So Creativity and Free Expression, CFE, uh, is made up of three parts. Um, we have arts and culture, investigative journalism, and documentary filmmaking. And so as a tech fellow, I'm um, evaluating our social justice storytelling strategies and just adding um, a tech flair um, to the things we're thinking about. Oh, so specific to storytelling? Is that what that means? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, CFE... Um, focuses on supporting um, artists and networks that are um, trying to tell the often ignored or hidden stories um, that come from our margins. The word creative. Creativity? Creative. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? Hmm. I mean... On one hand, creativity is this, this like, magic moment that everyone has um, where they're, they find they're both questioning and finding answers. So, like, um, you're following the breadcrumbs in your, in your, in your mind path. Um, but it's also, I want to say, like, very ordinary, right? Like, everyone is creative. Um, but it's, a, it's like, a, a process you have where you're asking questions and... Um, that lead to other questions, that lead to questions that eventually lead to um, something, some type of project, whether it's in physical form or um, or even something administrative. I've been trying to think of my like work here as you know as part of a nine to five as also being creative. Like even though I'm sending emails back and forth for most yeah. of the day, um, but I think like for me, creativity really lands in this 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 moment of questioning um, happens internally. So the overall umbrella theme is social justice? For the Ford Foundation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a social justice foundation. What are you tackling right now? Or do you have many, many, many pots on the on the stove <laughs> many pots on the stove mm-hmm. 
Well, I can tell you um, specifically about um, a project I'm working on with our Just Films team. I've been working closely with um, Kamal Sinclair, who runs uh, the New Frontiers Lab uh, at, uh, at Sundance. And last year, she was commissioned by Ford to um, write a report about um, the state of emerging media um, and all the ways artists are using emerging technology um, to do their work. And so uh, this report has been published and is live on uh, Immerse, which is a digital publication. Um, and we are recently have been thinking about ways to bring this report to life. And so we just wrapped up a, uh, an emerging media summit where we invited uh, many of the folks that Kamal interviewed in the report uh, to a, a day-long conference uh, where we talked about art and technology, um, the intersection, what the needs of the field are. And we also had, in conjunction, a sol emerging media salon where we had all of the interactive work um, everything from VR to AR to uh, projects dealing with genetic material, bio art um, at the foundation. We were all able to explore um, and learn from the artists. <laughs> well, you know, I, I come to the Ford Foundation as an artist. And so... Um, as one of these people who works with uh, emerging media. And so I, um, I did uh, an MFA at Parsons in the Parsons School of Design in Design and Technology. And I, while there, I was working mostly with hardware. So I was um, working with microprocessors and um, um, sensors and, you know, creating my own circuits. Um, to, to make interactive installations. So I am a tinkerer. I like to play with little bits and hook them up and connect larger things um, and have people play with in that way. And I like teaching people how to code and to make, how to make, how to solder and how to build circuits. Um, so I'm, I'm very much a hardware person. Uh, and is there space there at the Ford Foundation for you to tinker? Do you have a lab or a gallery or something like that? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't have a place to solder at the Ford Why Foundation. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little pump tent near the parking space or something. <laughs> you know, it, requ it requires proper ventilation, and I think my, might be a little distracting, oh. <laughs> but... <laughs> They're already smelling um, various new... fumes <laughs> off the carpet and whatnot, so. <laughs> right. Um, you know, when we move back, we're in a temporary space right now, but when mm -hmm. we move back into our um, into our old slash new building, we will have a, a gallery space, and I think nice. that'll, um, yeah, and I think that will give uh me opportunity to um, work with the gallery director and some of the artists we've already been in conversation to bring some of this um, work that is playing with what I like to call new new media. Um, <laughs> what what new new? Yeah, Did you say new new. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that N E W N E W or N I U? Yeah. Okay. The yeah. New new media is what you called it. 
Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time saying calling emerging media emerging media because some of the stuff has been around, right? We're in like a second wind of virtual reality and like oh. might catch on this time or or not, you know? <laughs> <laughs> emerging. So, I'm It's relative, I guess, huh? Emerging is relative, yeah. Oh. Um so was, for right now I'm just calling it new squared. <laughs> new new. Yeah, so I mean, so outside of the work I do at Ford Foundation, I um I co-started this um brick and mortar space in in Bushwick in Brooklyn called Power Plant. And Power Plant is a um, digital art uh, and tech collaboratory, um, and we offer free um, digital art, digital art classes taught by artists to teenagers. And also sliding scale workshops for adults. Um, we also host artist residence programs where um, artists who work with technology can take over the space and host. Um, um, symposiums or um, exhibitions or performances, whatever. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, the community digital, and through that we do partner with um, teens in the neighborhood. And how's Power Plant doing? Power plant is doing well. It's summer, summer, right? So uh, I think we'll have um, more visitors. I think our space will be be more full. Um, We have, like, a crew of regular uh, students who come, like, right after middle school. After school lets out, they, like, all meet up at power plant, and they're, like, immediately on, like, YouTube or they're like playing games or um, they're doing their homework um, and it's just fun it's a fun environment to like be around all these young people who are um, who have like access to now like things like Photoshop and um, like higher Adobe suite like all all the software and they can just play um, and we're there to help them Wow they're th- it's they the future re- Say it again sorry they're the future. They are the future. That's exciting. Yeah. And it's what's really amazing about being in that space is that, you know, and I wonder if it was like this for you too, but when um, when I was younger, when people would ask me, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would say, well, I hope to be or I want to be, and then, you know, fill in the blank. Um, and then working with these kids, like, I don't hear that I be or I hope to be, I hear I am. Oh, so, like, I am nice. a designer, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it feels really good to be around that energy um, with, you know, with young people. They're so sure in, like, their skills and their creativity um, and just their needs. They're very their needs. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's great to hear. Mm-hmm. That middle school age, uh, we're talking um, 13, 14, 15, I guess, basically, more or less. 
like 11, 12, oh, really? 13. Oh, 11, and I guess 14 sometimes. 14. Yeah. That's uh, that's when the um, the uh, synapsis thing is really kind of happening with the hormones. And so that part of the DNA is really opening up, right? Mm-hmm. It's like excited. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's the best time to brainwash them, you know, get as much <laughs> positive energy in there as possible. <laughs> yeah, brainwashing with positivity. That's okay, right. yes, I'm here for it. I'm absolutely, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> uh, you know, there's the software programming side of things. And then there's the actual hardware making and sort of the tact- tactile side of things. I'm sort of mm-hmm. trying to grab words here. But how are, what do you see? Um, is there a balance between those two with students of the age between 11 and 14 and 15? Like where, where is that issue in their world currently? I mean, I feel like I feel like some more back end things like learning how to program are sometimes the entry is can be a little difficult because it is learning a new language. It's I can feel students um, easily discouraged if something doesn't work right. There's a whole grammar and syntax, right, to like how you program. Um, something and so it just it takes patience right um where whereas when you're actually building something right like if you're uh doing work in digital fabrication and you're like 3d printing or you're laser cutting there's kind of like a uh an immediate satisfaction because you you've hit like play on a machine and like now the machine is working and layering something and you know and it a couple hours later, here's the piece, you know, that you, you print, you 3D printed or you laser cut. Um, and so for me, I feel like it's, I can, it's easier for me to bring younger folks into, um, like, digital fabrication um, or even, like, circuitry, right? Like, um, showing them how to turn an LED on, like, the actual making um, it's easier to bring them in that way, and then we build up to to coding, right? Um, to making like specific t- decisions in our hardware through code. The thing with code is that it's math, right? Basically, it's it's mm. it's a language, but it's an unforgiving language. Whereas language is is often forgiving, especially mm-hmm. if one's not a native speaker, so that mm-hmm. that sort of methodology is a slightly different, although it's called a language mm-hmm. or languages. Um, so how how do you deal with that with middle school schoolers where traditionally that's the place where they're they're really grasping for self-determination and com- confidence you know and mm-hmm. that that's like it seems so vital what you're doing yeah i mean 
Hmm. I mean, I think you, you build up, right? You don't start with the entire language at first. I, how I, how I've like built curriculums for like, um, like an intro to like a, let's say like a processing class, like an intro to coding class, um, is by having students draw like a circle mm-hmm. on the screen. And it's like, great, you completed that. Now let's try to get the circle to like move to the right, you know, and, and then introducing that. And then like, let's have the circle once it hits the edge of the screen bounce back, you know, and now we've introduced that. And then it's like, if in one day I can just have them getting a circle bouncing around a screen, that's mm-hmm. all we're going to do that day, you know, <laughs> which, <laughs> let's stop there. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. Which is great. Yeah. And the next day, then we can start to add color. We can add a, a background. We can add, you know, all, all these things that, like, let them bring in their own flair. Right. Had people replace the circle with, like, a Kanye's head, and now Kanye's head is bouncing around the screen, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> this is now exciting because you're now aesthetically invested <laughs> in this computer program. That's great. <laughs> this computer program, you know? Right. I've done a project called Iapo Repository. Okay. Um, a project through an I-Beam residency with low artist uh, Aya Damola Sinfende. And uh, so in the project, we built a future repository space, or like a resource area, a collection of art and artifacts of African descent. So here's, you know, here's art that we are acquiring through a workshop series where we ask participants to think about the future in different domains, um, in different narrative directions, like revolutionary, apocalyptic, you know, etc. And then we build and we sketch out all of these uh potential uh, artifact ideas from the future, and then we build them. Mm. So they're fully realized. Um, and in doing this exercise, we're really talking about, like, our contemporary, like, political and, and social anxieties. Um, and so there is memory attached to these objects because we're thinking about our past and present, um, but we're projecting and propelling ourselves into the future to, like, have a safer conversation about what is worrying us at this moment. Well, what were some of the objects? Um, um, the necklace that the participant branded, he called it the chemo device. Mm. And lights up uh, when you're at the intersection of a, po- a police-involved shooting. Whoa. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's a necklace we, we built. It has um, a GPS model in it that is, uh, where it has all the information of um, police-involved shootings here in New York City. And so, you know, when you walk around, it does light up. And so, um, you know, it's a, it's a data visualization project of, 
tied to memory, but in, you know, like not on your screen. It's a physical object. Wow. That's heavy. Mm-hmm. And so the... But we could all... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, great. But we, I mean, we get to this... We get to this having, like, not directly. You know, we talk about being of this future of the IAPA repository, this future resource library, and we've built him some cards to um, that help him, that offer some scaffolding for him to think about uh, the future in different ways. And then he draws this necklace on a you know on a sheet of paper, and he describes it as um, a device that um, quantifies and qualifies, um, or excuse me, it's a device that alerts the wearer when they're in an area of negative vibrations and. You know, our follow-up to that was, how do you quantify and qualify negative vibrations? Mm-hmm. And then he comes back with this, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, so this, you know, offering people a, a place to speculate, um, it provides, um, like, a levity that is, is needed to, like, go deep, you know? Mm-hmm. So is that prototype uh, somewhere that people could access or? Um... Yeah, so we we have this like collection of artifacts that we um, travel around. I mean, currently it's in New York City, but, you know, when we do exhibitions, um, we install them. And then we also have the original drawings that come out of our workshops and also have reading material that has inspired the project. And we also try pieces um so just to provide more context Mm -hmm. yeah we have it's becoming a library that um, goes from place to place Mm -hmm. the project currently isn't online um but we're working to build uh, a supplemental, like, digital repository. So people can click on the images um, of our artifacts and read more about them, also see the films. Soon come. Okay. Looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> what are you uh, working on currently at IBM? I mean, not IBM, sorry, the Ford Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm really focused on research around the, you know, this intersection of art and technology um, and trying to figure out just um, nationally and just where are the stakeholders and how is this community of practice um scaling and where are we finding ourselves you know where what what are the spaces that that hold us and make our practices sustainable um how do we collaborate uh how do we pay our rent you know mm. <laughs> wow big questions yeah <laughs> especially the last one <laughs> i know oh. and is is the fellowship full time? Are you there every day, every work day? Yeah, I'm here every day. Oh. I, I've really become like embedded um, in this team. 
And how long will that, is that indefinite or is there a, a time schedule? It's, it's a, it's a two year fellowship. And where are you in that two years? I am almost a year in halfway through. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. How's it going? It's going so well. Yeah. I feel really lucky to have been invited um, into the space and to be working with the people I am working with. And um, I feel really heard, which is nice. I think what is like, along with like the stores that you know and the business owners you know, um, being forced out of their spaces, and, you know, and your neighbors leaving as well. I think what's difficult is just is like the the way that the neighborhood is also changes. You know, just how people engage with each other on the street, like public space changes as well. And I think that's for me, like always the most difficult part of like being in a neighborhood that is, is going through this. Um, just when, you know, not everyone says hi to their neighbors anymore. And you're just like, wait, no, that's, that's what happens here. We say hello to each other. <laughs> Did you get the memo? Yeah. <laughs> it's in your lease. Yeah, it's in your lease. <laughs> Say hi to your neighbors. <laughs> oh, that's changing too, huh? Mm-hmm. That's sad. Do you feel that in Koreatown? Is, there's not a, like a, a cultural, like a hyper-local cultural like shift? That, that I have to say, uh, changed in the 90s. So mm -hmm. we've been living with that reality for, for a while now. Um with the exception of the LA riots and the week or two weeks of the LA riots and also the Northridge earthquake. Those were the, but yeah, I just, there's like a, 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 like a pace and a sound and a rhythm to a neighborhood. And I think when all of those things, when that frequency is, is changing, it's like, it hurts the most, you know? I, what I what I'm sensing in our conversation is there's there's the work at the Ford Foundation and then there's the work outside the Ford Foundation. Is that ding so, ding ding? So, <laughs> um, would it be okay if we talked about that a little bit? Like what what uh, I don't know exactly how to approach that. Um, yeah. But when you say ding ding ding, it's obviously that. So you, can you elaborate on that? Yeah. So I'm, okay, so I have my, I have like different pockets. So I have, I work here at the Ford Foundation. I also have my own art practice. And then I also co-direct this um, community digital art lab um, in Brooklyn called Power Plant. And then I just have my hands in a, a lot of other like smaller projects. But those are like my main three buckets. Right now I can't help but have my like my hands in many places because I I like to think about how I can like leverage my access 
in one place to bring resources to another place. Um, I'm th- I'm always thinking about in the same way that I'm a tinker, right? I, I like tinker with networks, right? I'm always thinking, how do I um, like how do I bring people together who are doing similar things so they can share resources. Um, so I can't. I'm always. I'm just. I'm always interested in what people are doing. So I'm always like going to say yes. I will help you with things. You know. Um, but I'm strategic. It's not like I'm taking off. I will be the silly person wearing multiple hats at once. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I can like strategically think about how do we share resources always. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't help it. So maybe in your case, it's not hats, but rather a very large umbrella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of me walking from space to space with umbrella yeah. with an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> Salome umbrella. Yeah. Market that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> we have a special compartment for post-its somewhere on the handle. Yeah. <laughs> and a sharpie. <laughs> and a sharpie, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Your design toolkit right there. <laughs> that concludes another episode of Visitings. Thanks to Salomia Sega for taking the time to speak with us. A shout out to Layla Tamari of Artplace for her support in making this interview happen. Again, you can learn more about her work at www.salomia.zone. You can find more episodes of Visiting's radio show at SoundCloud, iTunes, Dublab.com, or our website, visitings.net. If you visit us on SoundCloud or iTunes, please leave a comment so more people can learn about our show. Thanks, as always, to the Echo Park Film Center and Dublab for their support. I'm Alan Nakagawa, sitting in my living room in Koreatown, saying thank you for listening to Visiting's. Thank you.